This episode of Standard Orbit is brought to you by Audible.com, offering more than 180,000 titles for smartphone, tablet, and desktop. To get a free audiobook of your choice and help Trek FM at the same time, visit audibletrial.com slash trekfm. And also by Enterprise in Space, an international program for the nonprofit National Space Society. Find out how you can help science and education and become a virtual crew member aboard the NSS Enterprise Orbiter by visiting enterpriseinspace.org. Want to join the conversation and share your thoughts on this episode? Join the Babel Conference, our listeners group on Facebook. Just type B-A-B-E-L into the Facebook search field. We look forward to seeing you there. This is Walter Koenig, Chekhov from Star Trek, and you're listening to Trek FM. Risk is our business. It's like nothing we've dealt with before. By golly, Jim, I'm beginning to think I can cure a rainy day. I can't change the laws of physics. Now in standard orbit, sir. Welcome, everyone, to Standard Orbit, Trek FM's dedicated podcast to the original and new cast of Captain Kirk and the Enterprise. I am Ken Tripp. I am Zach Moore. And I'm Haley Stoddart. And it's good to be back. Hey, guys, uh, you look great. I saw a lot of pictures. I I deeply, deeply regret not being able to get to Star Trek Las Vegas, but you guys did. And I'm here to get a full report on what went down, you know, every every safe subject. So the safe word is banana. So if you say banana, we don't go in that direction. How's that? <laughs> Sounds great. All right, that's a slippery slope there, Ken. You see, banana peels are slippery. That's what that was. Anyway, go, go, continue, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I know there was a lot of news that came out of there, and I know you've, you've already kind of capped a lot of things, but this is more about your adventures personally and, and what you got to see. So I know, Haley, you were there for the full week, you know, from the, from the second it started to the second it ended, and then some other times. What were some of the uh, the coolest experiences you had while down there in good old Las Vegas? Yeah, I was there all week. Holy moly! And it flew by more than more than I wanted it to. Um, you know, I had some really great experiences. Uh, most of my time, I know Zach talked about a lot of the panels that he sat in on. I honestly sat in, I think, on five the entire time I was there, and the rest of the time. My highlight was spending it with everybody that, uh, you know, comes in from all over because it's RISA for all of us Trekkies to go to STLV. And it's great to just be able to see everybody. I've got friends that come in from all over uh, the Alpha Quadrant. So, yeah, that was <laughs> <laughs> that was my week. Now, now, Haley, how many times have you been to Star Trek Las Vegas? Just for the convention alone, this was my fourth year going i think in in a row yes in a row oh, okay there you go yeah yeah i know <laughs> wow. right uh i've gone to vegas now i think six years uh i could be wrong i could be off by a year it could be one year less than that now i don't remember um but yeah it, you know it's fun and it's enjoyable and it's great to converse with everybody we had a great trek fm meetup uh and that was that was nice to meet some of the other hosts on some of the other shows on the network. So that was definitely a highlight for my week. Uh, I missed seeing everybody riding on the high roller because there was an incident and I could not go. 
Banana. Yes, banana. <laughs> All right, I can't ask about that. <laughs> well, no, I, that was that was the I actually got in that 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 night, and you were at the hotel already. You were at the Rio, and I was like, "Oh, aren't you with the with the check in?" People's like, "No, I couldn't go because X Y Z." I'm like, "Oh, okay, no worries." Well, anyway, yeah, but then I got to. Uh, then everybody came filtered in, and I got to meet you know Justin from Earl Grey for the first time in the flesh, and then the the, the, the uh, literary tricks guys, you know Dan and Bruce hadn't met them in person before, and then of course got to see everybody like you know Amy and Brandon and all those good folks again. So it was it was it was, it was great, and that we kind of stuck together as, uh, when we could at, at certain things at at the, at the I bar and the masquerade bar and that kind of thing. And and uh, but yeah, but so so the, the convention itself Wednesday through Sunday, right? But when when did you get in? Right, you get a little. Really, didn't you? Haley? Yeah, I I got there on Monday morning. Uh, I got in at about eleven o'clock Monday morning. Uh, checked in, and I went down first time I've gone. Uh, they do a landing party down at the pool over at the Rio, and great so name, I, great name. Yeah, uh, and so I went over there and hung out at the pool for a couple hours. So that was good fun. Um, you know, Amy was there. Amy Nelson and uh, a bunch of other people. Uh, JC, he actually works for Creation. He takes a lot of pictures, so he was taking photos. I don't know where those will get posted, but uh, you know, it's fun. That was good fun. So there was that. Uh, and then, gosh, what else did I do Monday? Monday, I didn't do a whole lot. It was just kind of nice and quiet. You know, there's people who are already coming in and and so you have a few people and then people filter in on Tuesday, more people come in Tuesday and then you get your stragglers Wednesday and Thursday a little bit. So oh, I'm, a, it, I'm a straggler. It sounds like <laughs> you are a straggler. <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, so yeah, Monday was just supposed to be my day to like, uh, do stuff to myself. And I just kind of ended up just spending, like I said, I spent a lot of time with, with friends that I don't otherwise get to see being stuck out here in the gamma quadrant so so out of the four million one hundred and sixty two thousand followers you have on twitter <laughs> and other social media how many of the folks were you able to connect with while you were there oh geez uh it's a question you don't have to add them is. all up but were there some good call outs you'd like to make i know uh, craig malumby was there i saw those pictures and he's always he's been a long time standard over to yeah, Greg Malumbi was there, and it was always nice to see him. Uh, he's also a fan of the other series that I absolutely love, so he's he's one of my brother's estras. Um, so that was really nice to see Greg. Julie, she's a great friend. Uh, she actually listens to Standard Orbit, and shout out to her. That's right. I, I, yeah, I got to talk to Julie quite a bit. Yeah, uh, yeah. She's like, I like Standard Orbit. I'm like, thank you. I like you too. <laughs> <laughs> she's super great. She does a lot of traveling, and so it's really nice to know that she listens to the podcast and enjoys that. She actually is like, I love that you're on it now, and it's great. And I'm like, oh, thanks. So uh, uh, let's see. You know, there was just a lot of people. Um, Thad, actually, he uh, is a new listener to Standard Orbit. He started listening because he and I are Twitter followers. And uh, so I got to meet him this year. And he has just recently started listening to Standard Orbit. Uh, so that's pretty exciting. And then uh, I've got some friends from Australia that come all the way. Uh, my friend Nate, he's going to start listening. He just started listening to Standard Orbit as well because he loves TOS. That's his favorite. As um, it should be. Yes. <laughs> he's offered to uh, do research for me if I need it and make notes for me <laughs> on topics. Now, 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 Nate, correct me if I'm wrong. Nate is the guy who dressed up as Data, 
right? Is that correct? No, uh, no, that's actually not. Nate. <laughs> so I'm, I mean, you have so, see, so you have so many fans here. I get them all confused. No. Um, who, so who was Nate? You were dressed up as a as a uh, flapper. I from was. The piece of the action. Okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> Correct right. Terminology. And yes. then and then he and then and then your friend dressed up as Gangster Data from uh, Big Goodbye. But I, I I got all their names confused. Who was that now? My friend that dresses up as Data. His name is actually Carl Lilly. Uh, he's from the UK. So yeah, nope. <laughs> My friend Nate. He does a lot of uh, Captain Kirk. He loves Captain Kirk, like I said. He loves TOS. So yeah. Damn, I gotta meet him. <laughs> yes. Well, if you had been there, Ken. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know. It's okay. <laughs> well, it's a little salt in the wound, but that's okay. I uh, had every intention of going this year, but uh, my my work schedule has gotten insane, as a lot of people know, because they haven't heard me much, and uh, you know, I, I uh, hope to remedy that. And we talked about that at the beginning of. Uh, well, off mic that we're going to really put a full on press here to get kind of a better schedule and, and, and more consistent. We had gone, oh, I don't know how long, Zach, a couple of years with only missing one week, right? And we've missed a Something couple like of that. This, yeah. Yeah. And we've missed a couple this year, which, you know, compared to other shows, is still pretty damn good. But we liked having that record and that consistency. So I know we want to we want to turn that around. But as far as not being able to get to uh, Star Trek LV, it was it was a hard, hard call. But I was enjoying, you know, checking every every few minutes. Um, You know, the Twitter was blinking because I think Haley put out 4000 Twitters. She was she she was tweeting like a, a Robin in springtime. She was having a good time. And uh, Zach, you had some pretty good pictures there. So one thing I'm curious about, um, Zach, I saw that you cosplayed, and I saw that 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 neat outfit you had. Haley, did you do any cosplay other than that? Uh, yeah. So Friday, uh, while I was up, Friday I was sidelined by not feeling well and a massive migraine. So, but before that, I was uh, wearing my TNG, my blue scant uniform. So I was in that. Uh, if anybody saw me, I was back in my room by like two thirty and in bed. So, <laughs> yeah, that was my day. But uh, other than that, you know, and that's uh, doing the piece of the action, the flapper. That was actually my first other cosplay that I've ever done. The last few years, I've done my scant uniform. But other than that, I was like, oh, should I do it? And everyone on my Twitter was like, yes, you should dress up as a flapper in Vegas. And then uh, I actually there was a. A young gentleman and uh, more than likely probably somewhere on the autism spectrum and but he was the sweetest kid he was there with his dad came up to me and my friend Carl when we were walking around on Saturday and asked if he could get a picture with us and he actually said to me he said piece of the action right and as best as he could and it was great because a lot of other people were not sure what I was cosplaying as and because I was walking around with my friend who did data he most people thought we were both from a big goodbye and I was like no I'm not he is but anyway but and that was such a great moment and he was just a sweet kid so that was really fun oh that's that's neat and uh Zach you look you look great as um as as Mr. Scott there I mean I don't know. That was that was um, I thought very colorful, very creative, and uh, you, you just look sharp, like like military ready, buddy. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was missing about 100 pounds to truly be Scotty from the movies. But I, uh, no, I, I, I wanted to do something with a vest because, uh, you know, all, all weight jokes aside, I've put on a little more pounds than I had last time in Star Trek Las Vegas. I'm like, well, if I wear a vest, I can, you know, kind of slim you up a little bit, right? So I thought about being like Kirk from Generations, uh, but that was actually a very complicated costume to put together. So uh, I, I did a quick search, uh, you know, about a month before the convention, and, and I was like, oh, I can be Engineer Scotty, and then I can uh, – uh, exemplify what I'm always talking about, about uniform, because I have this obsession about uniform continuity, right? It's like, you know, he wears the white undershirt, right, with the vest, but he really should have the yellow undershirt with the vest, because he has the yellow undershirt when his real uniform is the Monster Maroon. So, I just incorporated that. I found some great turtlenecks on Amazon. <laughs> I forget the brand of them, but, you, you know, some great turtlenecks. They have the ribbed sleeve and collar, and you fold down the collar two or three times, and it looks just like the TOS thing. It's great. Yeah. So, I wore. I got, to, I got to reuse the Scotty two days in a row with the white undershirt and the yellow undershirt, and then I got a blue turtleneck, too, just for the heck of it, so I could be a, uh, you know, a science, science officer from a cage where no man has gone before era. Uh, and then I borrowed uh, Amy Nelson from Earl Grey was, was kind enough to, to lend me her um, her pin, uh, her science division pin, a discovery pin. So I had all kinds of weird matchups going on with my insignias. But uh, but I, I enjoyed it because I had never cosplayed at a, at a Star Trek convention um, since I was like five years old <laughs> so, or something like that. It's like eight years old or whatever I was. Uh, so I, like at the 50th, I, just, I had some Star Trek t-shirts I wore, but I didn't uh, – full out cosplay so i said you know what i'm gonna go all in it's it's, it's fun and i got you know a, a lot of people did uh kind of mention uh, hey good costume a couple people want to take their picture not as many as you Haley. not as many fans want to take pictures with me as with you understandably so but i still had some people that pulled me over had some selfies um uh uh one one woman in particular she's the uh, the sci-fi uh I'm, I'm botching her name but she's like the sci-fi cosplay when I forget her name, but she dresses up as Beverly Crusher a lot, and she looked just like Beverly Crusher. And I, I saw her earlier in the day uh, as Crusher, and I was like, "Oh, you're a great Crusher." And she's like, "Oh, that's a great Scotty." So we took a selfie, and then she was I saw her later on at the uh, at the fan sets Trekkies party, and she looked nothing. She looked nothing like she did earlier. I was like, "Oh, it's you from earlier today." So <laughs> anyway, it's a fun little subculture to do the cosplay at the conventions, and I'm glad we all participated. And can I, I want to see you at, next time you go to Las Vegas? You get dressed up as Admiral Kirk, man. I want to see you in that thing. Well, you know, I've, um, it's, it's funny. I was looking at the pictures from the last, uh, from STLV 50 and, uh, you know, normally I'm in, I'm in pretty good shape, but I was looking at those pictures going, what the heck did I do? Eat a cow just before I got there. You know, how, how we're so, you know, uh, I, at least I am, I'm very particular about being in standards. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, geez, I'm as light now as I was pretty much in high school, about 150 pounds and just, you know, running and doing all these things. And I've always been decent shape. So I was ready for that costume this year. So if I can keep this up, just like uh, Bill Shatner when he was running marathons and only eating yogurt so he could really look sharp. That is my goal. And I was looking online not that long ago at those. They're very expensive. But, yeah. um, you know, I've never done anything like that because I've always had the pleasure of wearing, well, real uniforms. So I just, <laughs> well, he's got just, us on that one. <laughs> yeah. So it's just kind of one of those things. But I could, I could put um, – the other thing I could do is uh, from Star Trek, was it the, Undiscover the Undiscovered Country, when they were in the Monster Maroons, but they have the military ribbons on them. Oh, there you I, go. I could, com I could combine both. Yeah. You know, uh, my ribbons with that uniform, that would be kind of fun, but, because it'd be real. If I was ever going to do motion picture, I, I might do that. I saw they, I saw they have the, the short sleeve uh, motion picture. That's Captain's a nice one. Alternate, right? I, yeah. It's not really a cat. Sulu wears it as well. I'm like, that would be... 
All right, I'll start. I'll start running some uh, some half Ks then, not full Ks like you can, and maybe I can get in a, in a uniform shape to, to wear that next time because those yes. look like they'd be comfortable. And uh, you know, mine was like had layers though, right? Because I had like the the turtleneck and the vest, and sometimes the undershirt. And uh, you know, you go outside and it's unbearable because we did we did venture out like the Caesar's Palace and and uh, and then uh, went to a couple of other mini adventures in Vegas, and that was very hot. But inside the convention. You know, very cold. So oh, I was very totally comfortable cold. with my layer yeah, of clothing. Yeah. yeah. You did, you, did you went to Caesars in uniform? Of course. Yeah. Did you really? Yeah. Well, I mean, I was. I. It was funny because we went to. You know, we had our. Uh, we had, we kind of had like a little Trek FM uh, dinner get together before we went to uh, the uh, fan sets uh, Trek Geeks party, and I believe I was the only one <laughs> who was cosplayed at that time. And uh, I was like, well, okay, I guess I guess I'll be that guy. Uh, but uh, that was that was fun. And then I did when uh, me and. Uh, me and Brandon Shamatella from a lot of Treks and Warp Five, and then uh, my 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 best friend Lance Laster, who was on last week's dinner with me, uh, we all went over to the Twilight Zone uh, putt putt golf, which was uh, at Bally's. So I was wearing a Scotty uniform there as well. No one really said anything. Uh, I mean, they probably you know it's Vegas, right? So you know it was good enough for Scotty in the Voyage Home, I guess. It was good enough for me uh, in real life. Hey, no one really commented anything. The only well, the only time I'd been to Las Vegas to walk around was for um, the fiftieth. And, uh, and and walking down the strip, no, you wouldn't stand out at all. There would not be people <laughs> looking at you, no, because I, I was yeah. too busy looking around, going, "Oh my God!" and um, you know, covering my daughter's eyes. You know, it's just because <laughs> it wasn't so much. Yeah. It wasn't so much what she was seeing. I just didn't want her to see what I was looking at. <laughs> Crazy. Well, you, and you, you don't even have to leave the convention really to see some some awesome cosplays. Like, like Haley, what what were some of the ones that really stuck out to you? Like creative ones that. You said, "Oh man, that's a great idea. Good job. Applause to you, sir, or madam." You know, every year there's always some really good ones. I I applaud everybody who did discovery ones this year. I think those a lot of those were super on par. Uh, there was in a couple of the photo ops that I did um, while I was standing in line. There was uh, mom and her two little boys. And uh, she did, they did the uniforms from the new movies, and she did the gray uh, uniform from the end of Star Trek Into Darkness. She didn't have the hat on, but again, I think finding the right cap would be hard to find. But And then her two little boys had red shirts on, and they were absolutely, I loved her, the gray uniform. It really does look really sharp. And her little boys were super cute. Uh, I think that was the that was the day I did uh, Jason Isaacs and her youngest little one he did the whole face reaction of like oh my gosh uh, and it was it was the cutest thing ever after they did their picture with him and there was the one that you liked Zach the the one yeah well yeah the, the, Gorn. the not Gorn Gorn <laughs> so so Ken uh the there was yeah. a guy, man, and, you know the Mego toys from the 70s they were not exactly screen accurate all the time uh, so there's, yeah, a, there's sure. a famous Gorn action figure, and this is if you've seen the toys that made us, they actually talk about this, the Star Trek episode, how 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 inaccurate this Gorn figure is. So what they did instead of making a Gorn figure, uh, they took a uh, a body from Planet of the Apes, and they took the costume from a Klingon, and they took a head of like the lizard from the Spider-Man line and painted it red 
Although it was mm-hmm. green originally. Had they just left it green, it would have been more accurate. But it's like this purple... Basically, it's a purple T-Rex with ape hands and a Klingon costume. And that was the Gorn that they sold right. in the 60s and 70s Mego. And there was a person dressed up as this. And I was like, oh my god, that's the most amazing cosplay. I was on the phone at the time. I was like, alright, as soon as I'm done with this, I'll, I'll go over there and try to get a picture. But lost him in the crowd, didn't see him again. But I was like, th- that is, you know... That is brilliant because it's like that yeah. is so inside baseball, deep cut. Like, you know, people don't know what that is, but if you do, you, you give them all the respect in the world. And I just thought that was hilarious to see somebody dressed up as that. So, yeah, there was, um, and a lot of people did trills. I thought that was really great. Uh, there was a lot of women with trills. I will give a shout out to my friend Zach Nichols. Uh, he boldly, bravely, crazily, love him to death. Uh, he does Captain Picard a lot. And he does Captain's Holiday, Captain Picard. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. Wow. Yes. You, Uh-oh. Are you seeking Jamaharan? Yeah. <laughs> he goes around asking, yes, I remember yes. for both years. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. He did that. He did that uh, mm-hmm. for the 50th, I remember. too. I don't I know if you, guys, if you guys saw him, but uh, I made fun of him that year because I kept asking him where Vosh was. Um, but, uh, so, you know, he's great. And again, my friend Carl, he does data in different versions and it's great. Uh, I actually, there's another friend of mine, um, Chad Buffett. He, he did, uh, a Klingon from Discovery. Uh, he wasn't Voke, but he was, oh gosh, Cole, Cole. He did Cole. Um, and he actually, I think, got up on stage with Kenneth Mitchell as Cole. And uh, so that was really cool. And I thought that was great. Uh, everybody who does the Klingons, it's just amazing to see their cosplay, really. I mean, they put so much effort into it. It's great. I love the people who are so dedicated to it. It's just amazing. Yeah, speaking of other ones, you know, uh, we uh, our patron, Tim Robertson, who I got to spend a lot of time with, actually. Awesome dude. I never really, you know, interacted with him in real life until now. And we hung out. We had spent a couple late nights together hanging out and having a great time in the masquerade bar. Um, but uh, his son, Doug, was there. Uh, and, and we were talking. And I, I looked at him. and I was like, so what what are you supposed to be? <laughs> you know, and, and he was I couldn't quite figure it out. <laughs> and he was Riker from Angel One. And I'm like, oh, of course, because he, he had the earring. And I was like, is this Bajoran or something? I'm missing something. This is something from is this is an Enterprise episode that I never saw. What is this from? But no, he was right. And then as soon as he told me, he's like, oh, of course, you know. So, uh, yeah, D- Doug Robertson, uh, uh, awesome dude, and, and really some really bold cosplaying there. I don't know if I would quite. I, I might. I would consider a scant one day, but I would. I would not probably go the full Angel One. <laughs> so, so kudos to Doug there. So. <laughs> One other person I'll shout out uh, is, she's a new friend of mine. Um, I got to meet her this year. Her name's Allie, and you guys might have seen pictures of her. She did number one one day, and it was absolutely amazing, spot on, wonderful, wonderful cosplay. That was great wait, to see wait, that is she Is she the 22-year-old Trekkie? On Twitter? Okay, yes. Yes. Okay, yes. We've, we've recently yep. followed each yeah. other, and I saw her as number one. So, yeah. And that's the thing. Right? You, you go to these conventions. It's funny. You kind of – you notice Twitter names or this or that, and you start talking. Like, I remember, like, we get – we took this – we took this limo over to um, over over to the, the Caesars Palace for the Trekkies party. I heard about and, this um, story. It's funny. Like, Amy, Amy Nelson, real great. She's like, let's all take a limo. And we're like, yeah, it's too expensive. Let's not do it. There's too many of us. And then she left with a couple people in a, in a taxi, and we looked around, and me and Brandon are like, well, I think we'll all fit now. Let's do the limo after all. So we squeeze into this limo. It was it was awful. It was awful because I'm in my Scotty costume and like curled up in a ball next to like I'm on top of Tim's legs and I'm like 
backed up to this door, and it was terrible, um, but fun. Uh, <laughs> and and I hear. I hear this. I hear this voice next to me. I'm like, who? I'm like, this is familiar. And it's Dan from Literary Checks. I was like, hey, I know your voice. So that's how we met there. And then, um, so that was fun. But then we pull up to Caesar's Palace, and I'm like, I'm like, oh god, let's open the door for God's sake. And I'm waiting for them to open the door across from me. No, they open the door behind me. I'm like, kind of like, I like almost fall out of the limbo. It was, it was a funny, funny time. But um, but see, these are the these are the lifelong memories you make when you go to Star Trek Las Vegas. I mean, you can't. Where else can you can you get this kind of experience, right? <laughs> There's very few places where you can go and, um, in, you know, in, in this social media world that we live in, we don't really know everybody really well, but you're just instant friends with everybody because you have that, that, that common thing, right? And everybody tries to, I think, in their own way, live up to the, um, the Star Trek mantra, right? And, and, and behave that way and accepting. Well, that's what I always liked about it. And that's what, why it was so hard not to be there because... That's the, the thing I remember the most, and it's it's obviously since that's the last convention I went to was in uh, 2016, the one before that was 2012, and the one before that was 25 years prior, and that's what I miss is just uh, the people coming together from, from all walks, having a good time, um, nobody's judging anybody, and it's just, you know, it's laughs, it's smiles, it's hugs, it's all along, all the way, and... Uh, that, so I, I hear you tell these stories and I go, oh, man, I, I, well, anyway, water over the bridge. Uh, the next the next thing is to um, get that Admiral Kirk's uniform, get the Captain Kirk short sleeve uniform, and then the, the undiscovered cover you. Because there's, there's four or five days, so I need at least three, right? Ken, uh, Ken if, if you get the Captain Kirk spacesuit, I will get the Spock spacesuit, and we can go on a, a spacewalk together. The spacesuit? <laughs> Oh my goodness! <laughs> the okay. white, the that, red. <laughs> wasn't there someone that? There was someone was wearing there? I that. Didn't, wasn't I didn't there? see. Did I see? I didn't see it, but I thought I'd seen a picture of somebody. I, I would like to wear the thruster suit. suit, but maybe <laughs> from the motion suit. picture, or yes, or yes. from the uh, <laughs> motion picture, the no, motion picture. No, okay. all the so naked. Oh, that would be time. I just, I just gotta oh, find some shower curtains and I can rig that up, but and some chicken wire. You know what? I take it all back. We have that to ironically do the naked time landing party. That would be awesome. So I'll, I'll, I'll do some research Although, on that. So if we did do the spacesuits from the motion picture, I'd really be tested as I'm carrying you everywhere throughout the. Uh, <laughs> the that's true. And imagine, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about packing that and getting it in a suit. No, I think that's just not practical. No, I'm sorry. We'll have to pass on that one. But uh, but you know, um, Haley, you did actually get to hang out with Norm some as well too, because he was in town for Norm. a uh, for a sword fighting competition, which he did quite well at, as I understand. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So Amy, Norm, and I, we basically just, uh, after he got in on Tuesday afternoon. This is Norman Lau, former host of Standard Orbit, for the uninitiated out there. So. Yes. The Commodore himself. Yes. Yeah, uh, the three of us, Amy, Norm, and I, basically just hung out on Tuesday. It was really great to see him. Uh, he wasn't there the year before because he took an awesome trip to Scotland instead for his other joy that he loves. And, uh, yeah, and he did some cosplay. He, he meshed his, uh, love of Highlander and, uh, Hema sword fighting by wearing a kilt with, uh, his gold tunic. It was awesome. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was really nice to see him, hang out with him quite a bit. And, and it was good. I think he enjoyed it as well. He enjoyed being able to come over for a couple of days to the Rio before his, uh, sword fighting. 
competition uh, over at the Flamingo, and I think it was great. It refreshed him in his fandom and his love, because I know he's been struggling with it, just as a lot of us have with all the negativity in the fandom as of late, so that was yeah, nice that, to see. I, I had hoped to get to see him there, but he kept he kept winning his sword competition, so he had to stay at his at, <laughs> at his competition. So it's all good. Well, we'll meet up with Norm. But I'm so proud yeah. of him. Like he was just out of curiosity. What do they do with the bodies after he wins? <laughs> I don't know either. I don't know. I think I think he he, he leans over to them. And he holds their eyes open. And he yells up to the sky. And then at that point, they're they're just empty <laughs> shells, so you can treat them as such. So ah, okay, okay. I didn't know if it was like one of those soylent green things going on in Las Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's why the burgers are so cheap. The now I understand. So. Oh, Norm. Anyway, well, uh, hopefully, you know, when he showed up, he he had you know cleaned up, no blood, nothing like that, and good on him. Good on him. Well, he wasn't able to come over. Uh, Thursday was his first day, but they started late. There was something going on. So uh, he was over on Tuesday and Wednesday over at the Rio. So, and luckily he was, he didn't have a convention ticket. And so it was actually kind of nice that they uh, were selling just vendors room only tickets so that people could buy just a room just to go and wander in the vendor's room because I know he wanted to get some things. Uh, his friend Todd was not able to come, and Todd wanted something, so that was kind of nice that he was able to do that. So it was eh, kind of nice that Creation did that this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, the rest of the week he wasn't able to come over, I don't think. They had a lot of good options this year. you know. And honestly, I, I me going was kind of a lot. La- I was kind of waiting, like, am I going to go? Am I not going to go? I decided to go at the end. Uh, and then me and Brandon Shea, uh, both got last minute tickets and they were half off. So, you you know, yeah. So, I mean, not to like, you know, you know what? They make plenty of money. I'll say this. Just wait to the last minute. (laughs) If you like a general admission, just get your general admission. Cause I actually prefer the general admission cause we can all kind of sit together as a group and kind of find a spot together instead of, you know, a couple years ago it was, well, I'm in, you know, 38 C and then go sit there and you squeeze in between, you know, all these people and. Uh, when, when you can just kind of, there's a more freeing aspect to not having an assigned seat, I think, and especially for, like you were saying, Hill, you go for more of the, the interaction and the camaraderie and whatnot. When you're in these groups, you're going, sometimes you go to a panel, sometimes you don't. It's nice to have the, the open seating of the journal admission because either way, you're looking at the screen. <laughs> so it doesn't really yeah. matter how far back you are. Yeah, exactly. And I was so excited to, to meet Bichet this year. That was super awesome. He's my Laza brother from another mother. So I was super excited. Was he taller <laughs> than you expected? Yes. Biche <laughs> is is very tall, and I remember I remember when I uh, was texting him when I was there for the fit because I hadn't met him yet, and he said I said where can I find you? He said well you'll be able to spot me I'm pretty tall, and and he was right. So, <laughs> yeah. So before we finish up, a couple of things I was curious about. What was it was big difference in crowd size? Was it consistent? And did they announce that they were having one next year? Crowd size uh, compared to last year, and especially the fiftieth, it was. It felt smaller. I think there was less people even compared to last year. Uh, there will be one next year. They've already announced the days, although it, it escapes me. I haven't It looked. starts like the last couple days of July. There's a couple. There's a bleed over between July and August this year, I think, just how the weekend falls. Yeah. Uh, I do know that their contract is up in 2020. So who knows about 2020? But yes, 2019, there will be a convention. But yeah, it definitely was smaller. And Saturday, I was surprised Saturday did not seem as busy because usually a lot of people will come over just uh, for day tickets and just on Saturday, especially because 
that's the costume contest. That's when you see most of the people dressed up. Um, but it definitely felt a lot smaller, which I was okay with, honestly. Like, uh, you didn't feel like you're walking in a sardine can. <laughs> uh, you were able to, to do things without having to stand in line for a long time. I didn't go in the Mirror Universe exhibit, uh, and but I know last year when they had the Discovery exhibit, holy moly, I finally went like on Sunday and I still had to stand in line for quite a bit um, in order to get in because they were only letting so many people in the room at a time. I, I noticed quite. I noticed a lot less crowd as well. I mean, I and I honestly, I kind of enjoy that because you're less like shoulder to shoulder. Even the big main hall. I mean, can you remember the fiftieth? It was like seats all the way to the back, and they're all they were a little more spread out this year, a little more open space, which was great. And uh, the vendors' room was not. They didn't have that insanely large Mac makeup display this time in the vendors' room, so there was a lot more space to walk around and uh, kind of more like you weren't. Just, you felt like you could take your time and and walk and look at stuff instead of just being like forced with the flow of the other crowd. So. Uh, it's it's a nice middle ground of like okay it's popular there's a lot of people here but it's not like so overwhelmed with people that it's too much to enjoy so I I like it I mean obviously I expect it to be a little less than the fiftieth this the last time I had gone because it's the fiftieth anniversary uh, but uh, but yeah I I like the I like the, the crowd size as well yeah I hear you you just want the um, you know if if the crowds get bigger then you just need a bigger venue which is a good thing you just want these things to keep going you know and I was hoping that with discovery and some of the other things that happened and there's a little bit more to see new people to meet uh, that it would continue to, to grow a little. So it'd be interesting to, uh, to kind of get a gauge on things uh, for the next couple of years. And I know I'm looking forward to getting back. So yeah, I guess we'll July 31st through August 4th, 2019. That is there next year. So I looked it up. Oh, according to the mm -hmm. library computer of creation, entertainment.com. So, well, and I know people that are, you know, obviously, uh, those who buy like the gold, they can renew their ticket for the next year while they're there. Uh, but I know people who are already reserving their rooms at the Rio uh, for next year and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's, you know, we, we still have a lot and we'll see how big the crowd is next year. It'll be really interesting. Well, because... We get the premiere of the Picard show next year, right? So, I mean, that's going to yeah. bring in the crowds. Did they give yeah. a date for that or is that just... Is that going to be coming soon in the near future? You know, that's that's all we got. And I want to clarify a question, and then we can we can call it. But the this new Picard is it all access or CBS? It's all access. Okay. That's yeah. all. With the, that is literally all, all we know is. Hi, I'm Patrick Stewart, and I'm coming back to Star Trek. And it's going to be set 20 years after Nemesis, and we'll see you soon. Like that is it. But <laughs> that's all we okay. know. Everything else at this point is speculation. So yeah, uh, there is one last thing I actually did. I did want to address because we're talking about time. Times you're there, uh, events of the, the shows, whatnot. Haley, you you've gone to like four in a row now, and you usually go to the whole thing. Uh, is that something like for for people that just kind of want to pop in for a weekend or something? And that's what I did this year. And I, so I've done both now. I've done like the whole first day to last day, and I've done the whole pop in for the weekend thing. I I felt like you know even if because it's an intimidating thing to a trip to take. You know, you go to Vegas, you got to book a room, you got to do all this stuff. Um, what what what's your take on like staying the whole week or? just staying for a couple days. I mean, obviously if you're going, it is, you do want to make it worth your time and stay for at least uh, two or three days. But at the same time, I don't feel like I, I I'm just trying to communicate to everybody. Like, don't be intimidated if you can't go the whole time. Right. Would you agree with that? No. Yeah. Um, so the first two years that I went to Vegas, 
Uh, I've gone six in a row now, but not just for the convention the first two years. I only went for like a day and I ended up, I flew directly from my town to Las Vegas. So it was just a weekend thing. So at the time you'd leave Thursday, you'd come back Sunday. If if you feel like you're going to be intimidated and that it's going to be overwhelming to be there the entire time, coming in for just like a few days and coming in on a weekend and just spending a short amount of time, it's great. You know, you still get that immersive feeling of I'm there at the convention and there's still a lot of things going on. Um, you know, you don't, I don't think you're going to miss out on anything if you just are able to come in just for a few days to it. It's nice for me to go the whole time and go for a week just because I don't get a vacation. <laughs> it's the only vacation I've been taking the last several years. And so it's nice to have that whole week where I can decompress from life, from my work, and I get more time with the people that I don't get to see any other time of the year, uh, aside from communicating on Twitter or on Facebook, uh, you know, so it's really nice. Um, I think either way is great. I, I know that, um, there's, uh, Patrick, he's, um, a new Twitter follower of mine, new friend of mine. Uh, this was his first time and <clears throat> I know he kind of had some overwhelming times, but it's so easy to say, I'm just going to go pop up to my room if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling stressed about it all, and and be in your room by yourself and quiet and stuff like that. Um, but I think everybody's really open to everybody and open to, I'm an introvert and social, all the social stuff is a bit much for me or, or whatever. I think everybody's in tune with all the different nuances that everybody's got uh, and accepting of that. And I told him beforehand, I was like, Hey, if you need an escape, I will help you escape. It's totally fine. So Star Trek, the escape. Yeah, <laughs> it is an escape. It really, really is. I mean, I'm yeah. So, uh, I don't know if you guys, uh, would like to hear, I had a couple pretty awesome moments. It's not with anybody TOS. So to our listeners, I'm sorry, it's not, but, um, uh, I was, I, if people have followed me on Twitter, I made these bookmarks over this past like year, <laughs> uh, very much an uh, endeavor of mine. And, uh, I was passing them out and I had quite a few of them. And, uh, Saturday night I was at, uh, an event from, um, another network that does some podcasts and, uh, Anthony Rapp and Wilson Cruz were there briefly. And I know Anthony Rapp talks about on Twitter a lot of the books that he reads and stuff. And so I went up to him and I actually was able to give him a bookmark. It was really awesome. It was a great experience. Super nice guy. If you guys ever get a chance to go to a convention and he's there, super great to meet him. And then uh, Sunday, <laughs> Sunday was my oh my gosh moment. Um, Anson Mount. Our mm. new Captain Pike was wandering around in the vendor's room and I saw him. He passed by me within like inches and was walking around and looking at different different booths and stuff. I went up to his handler and I said, I I have these bookmarks. I made these bookmarks. Would it be okay if I gave him one? I don't want to bother him. I don't want to interrupt him because, you know, they're there. It's very much a vacation in itself uh, for them, even though they're kind of working, quote unquote. And... And she's like, yeah. And at that point, he had turned around 
And I got to shake his hand. I gave him a bookmark. He is incredibly nice. And I told him that I'm so excited to see him as Captain Pike. Uh, saw him on stage, talking on stage about it. And it was really awesome. So those were like two moments that I had that were just completely random. Probably never would have happened <laughs> if I had been chicken and not gone up to him. And I think it's great. You know, a lot of us were like, so enamored because they're actors and we're like oh my gosh they're on this show that I love and I can't approach them I can't talk to them but in all honesty if you treat them as normal people which they are <laughs> you know we consume we consume their work you know we everybody has consumers of their work and and we are consuming their work that they do but they're also just normal people and any interaction part. I've had, mm -hmm. any interaction I've had with any of any of the actors, not in a photo op or not for an autograph, have just been absolutely amazing, because I've talked to them just as if they're a normal person, and I've tried to like keep that inner monologue of like, don't freak out, don't freak out, don't freak out. <laughs> oh, that's neat. Those are now those are great experiences that'll last a lifetime, and it it is always nice when. The folks that you meet are as nice in real life and you know that's that, let's say yeah. that's the case in most most circumstances and that's the unique thing about those conventions is you're walking around or you go into the autograph room where you know not the the main cast members but the rest are there and you can have great conversations and it's uh yeah you, you're right Haley. It, it is nice to have that experience and i'm glad you got to uh to have those two i'm so i'm sure that's very special for you yeah and that's you know, I know Zach sat in, like I said, in a lot of different panels, and you were very the astute TOS standard orbit person. You sat in <laughs> on the TOS panels. This year for me was very much about making moments, and not necessarily with any of the actors, but with just my friends that were there. Uh, so that's what it was for me this year. Got it. And making my brother jealous because I got a picture with Jason Isaacs, who my brother loves from Harry Potter. So Very cool. Well, talking about our Star Trek Las Vegas Excellent Adventures isn't the only thing we'll be doing on Trek FM this week. Here's a quick look at what else you might have missed elsewhere on the network. Previously on Trek.fm, Meta Treks. You can see Gene Roddenberry playing with the idea of what we could become given our full potential. And the aliens that have achieved that looking down and, and kind of criticizing or examining or evaluating humanity from a moral standpoint, almost like Q does in, in putting humanity on trial. There's a sense in which humanity is being judged by these morally superior aliens that are genuinely pacifists. Or in the case of Q, genuinely narcissistic. The Edge, a Star Trek Discovery podcast. He's not trying to, to be a Starfleet officer. He doesn't care about doing that in the context of, well, because I want to prove that I'm a Starfleet officer. But I think that, and again, this is what perhaps in in hindsight after the fact he starts to realize that who he is aligns itself or can align itself with what starfleet stands for. to the journey i was wondering why they didn't do a mind meld at the end of the the episode why why would they do that because tressa has 90 some odd years 94 96 years of life experience and tubak is a vulcan so he can mind meld why wouldn't he do that because there's no reason to do that you're just going around mind-melding with people willy-nilly just because they're old and you want their knowledge? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, it's like space genealogy. Dude, boundaries. Melodic treks. And uh, 
you know, I talked to the producers when I first did the show, and the first thing they had me do was take a combination of the dun da 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 da, you know, Sandy Courage wonderful horn theme, and Jerry's da 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 da, you know, his theme for the first movie, and make a theme out of those, combine them. So I did it electronically, and they said good enough. And I said, I look, this is not my specialty. And they said, never mind, you got it. So, 18 years later, you know, that was it. And that's what else is happening on Trek.fm. So check out these shows and find out what we're talking about in your favorite corner of the Star Trek universe and beyond. You'll find us wherever you get your podcast. If you're an Apple user, get the show on iTunes or the Apple Podcasts app. Be sure to hit the subscribe button. That helps us out greatly and makes it easier for other listeners to find the show. If you're not an Apple user, we've got you covered as well. You can find our shows on Stitcher, TuneIn, Speaker, SoundCloud, Windows Phone, and of course, you can stream and download the MP3 file from our website and grab the RSS link as well. If you would like to get in touch with us here at Trek FM, you can always find us on trek.fm slash contact and look in the sidebar on the show page. Or you can go to speakpipe.com slash trek.fm and please leave us a voice message. You can also contact us through Twitter at trek.fm Facebook at facebook.com slash trek.fm, and the Babel Conference. Type the Babel Conference, that's B-A-B-E-L, into the search field on Facebook, or go to our website at trek.fm and click Discussion on the menu bar. Another way you can help us keep all of our shows coming to you each week is to become a patron of the network on Patreon. If you visit patreon.com slash trek.fm, that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash trek.fm, you'll find our current goals and different milestone contribution levels along with all the great perks we have for you. These perks include early access to content, exclusive content, producer credits, seats on our content development team, and more. We really appreciate any support you can give us and hope you'll join the team. Again, you'll find the details at patreon.com slash trek.fm. Speaking of Patreon, thank you as always to our associate producers for Standard Orbit. They are Norman C. Lau, Nick Anastasio, Tim Robertson, Richard Marquez, Corey Elrod, and Dan Rhodes. You guys, uh, your, your contributions, your help, your support mean the world to us, and we appreciate you being associate producers on Standard Orbit. So to find me on the interwebs, you can find me on the Babel Conference. I'm there all the time. Or you can find me on Twitter at BostonSCPO. As for me, you can find me on Twitter at MoronZach. That's M-O-O-R-E-O-N-Z-A-C-H. And I'm also the host of my own podcast, Always Holding on the Smallville, where we talk about each and every episode of that Young Superman show. You can find us on Twitter at AlwaysMallville with one S. You can find me on Twitter. I am at Trekkie01D. Celebrating Trek Tuesdays. That's tomorrow, everybody. Wear your Trek. Yes, and use the hashtag TrekTuesday. So thanks, everyone, for listening, and join us again next time here on Trek FM for another episode of Standard Orbit.